the network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is AV Week. Episode 147, recorded Friday, June 13th, 2014. Radio Gaga. AV Week is brought to you by Middle Atlantic Products, who invite you to stop by their new, customer-focused website, Middle Atlantic Products, what great systems are built on. Ready. AV, AV Week. Performing scan. Week. Online. This is AV Week. This is AV Week, your weekly wrap-up of audiovisual news and information. My name is Tom Albright. My bags are packed. My plane ticket has been punched. And we're headed to Infocom, baby. Uh, Infocom 2014 starts next week. And uh, these gentlemen right here will be among them. Uh, first up is George Tucker. George is the engineering coordinator for World Stage. How are you, sir? All right. I'm doing fine. Thank you very much. Good, good. to be here. Very good. Uh, also with us is Matt D. Scott from Omega Audio Video. Apparently, he's a totally awesome AV tweep. That's what his lower third says. How are you, brother? I'm totally awesome. I'm feeling great. How are you? I am doing well. Uh, Chris Netta, let's see if we can get Chris going. Uh, maybe. There's Chris's uh, his beautiful face. Unmute yourself there, brother. Oh, not he's he's not he's he's we're having technical difficulties. Last but not least, we have a newbie, so please be nice to him. His name is Leonard, is Leonard Suskin. He is an associate with Shen Milsom and Wilkie. How are you, sir? Okay, great to be here. And eggs aren't packed yet, but I will see you next week in Vegas. Yes, indeed. Um, all right, so here Got we the baby, yeah, Vegas baby. Uh, some <laughs> of us are going to. Well, I I would say this. It, some of us were going to lay money on the. Uh, on the Rangers winning the cup, but that's just a silly proposition at this point. So really, you have to hurt me this early. <laughs> I know. You know you what? Really have to dig, right? Do you We're going to spend an entire week together. Entire week together. It's got to start early, you know. Um, all right. So, uh, by the way, Aviation and all of our po- AV Week and all of our Aviation podcasts are brought to you by Middle Atlantic and their new C5 series cadenzas and the new Flex View Display Solution, which you can see at the aforementioned. Infocom 2014. Um, we have a lot of stuff to go through this week, guys, and um, some of it's uh, you know uh, Infocom related. Some of it's not. I'm trying to make this kind of half and half, right? Um, we're going to go with the first half of the show. We'll talk about some some news stories and some things that came down this week. The second half, we are going to talk about uh, you know if you are going to uh, Infocom and actually if you're not going to Infocom. How you can follow the show and and, and it, it feel like almost virtually that you are you're there you know uh, first up uh, from our friends over at Electronic House Honeywell is getting into thermostats that look an awful lot like Nest uh, if you're watching the video portion of it there it is right there gee it's a big circle um, and it's pretty buttons in the middle and <laughs> I, this is a freaking Nest knockoff. Uh, Leonard, we'll start with you since you're the newbie. Uh, what what's what's Honeywell thinking here? I mean, are they thinking the fact that you know, hey, Nest made a success with this, so we might as well, or, or where, where are they going? Well, round is a new idea. Um, yeah, I think that they're 
they're an established name there. They're looking to not give this space up. Um, Google buying Nest looks like they want to edge into um, buzzword Internet of Things and get into your house through your thermostat. So I think the old guys just aren't ready to run away. And programmable thermostats have been around a while. Nest didn't invent it. No, very much, very much not. You know, I still remember going to my grandmother's house and her having the one of the little, little brown analog ones. So, uh, Mr. Scott, uh, you're one of the, our, our residential uh, resident residentials. Uh, where's uh, where's where's Nessa? I'm looking at that for my new tag. You residential. Should. You should. My resident residential. Uh, where's Honeywell <laughs> going with this? Honeywell is, you know, just again trying to expand their market and remind people that they've been doing this long before Nested. Um, they've had Wi-Fi enabled stuff and all this other stuff. Nest has made it very, very cool, but this is Honeywell's game. This has always been Honeywell's game. They've always been one of the main people that sold you thermostats. Um, so I, I, why they've kind of chose to copy the, the Nest so closely, I'm not really sure, uh, other than pucks on walls seem to be cool. So we'll go with that. Um, Outside of that, it it's literally just a new take on, like, or another design take, if you will, for Honeywell on something they've had for quite a long time. All right, but it's puck shaped. But it's well, it is puck shaped. They're selling to Canada. Well, That's their deal. Yeah, they want to sell to Canada. We all want hockey pucks on our walls, except for you, which except for me. Yeah, I don't want it. You'd rather have a football on your wall. So okay. actually, yes, that'd be great. That would be awesome. Football or football. Well, well, I forgot the World Cup started yesterday. You mean soccer ball? ball? Yeah, the World Cup. Soccer ball. No, football. Football, or soccer, football. football, American football. Yeah. Uh, George, where are we at with this? And, and, and one thing is, is, I think Leonard made a good point the fact that they're trying to get into this, and, you know, the Internet of Things. God, love that phrase. Um, you know, the fact that this is a Wi Fi enabled and this, that, and the other, and it, it has pretty pictures, and, and it does, but it is round, you know. And, you know so I don't know. Where are we going? Where are they going? Puck shaped. Puck shaped. <laughs> Puck shaped. Yes, it's a biscuit. It's a biscuit, biscuit in the basket. In the hockey parlance. Uh, well, you know, the first the first thing I thought when I saw this was, I'm shocked, shocked, I tell you, that they would actually do this. Not really. They have to keep themselves somewhat relevant, having some of the limelight taken away from them. And Honeywell has been seen as more of a commercial, you know, mm-hmm. steady, do it for it, what it does, but nothing else. That matters in the residential market, and as Leonard said, I think they really do want a piece of that Internet of Things. What they gain from it other than selling product, I don't know, because we know Nest is not really selling this, or Google now is not really selling this just to control your home. It's not a box sale they're interested in. They're interested in information and big data that they can sell back to you at some kind of reporting methodology. Maybe that's what Honeywell wants as well. I'm not clear on that yet. Uh, Mr. Neto. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. Good. Uh, what are your What are your two cents on on the where where Honeywell's going with this uh, this puck round shaped um, nest knockoff? Well, Honeywell's always had that product that's been sold at Home Depot and the Lowe's, the user thermostat that the user can go out and buy and stuff like that. This is a part. I mean, they've always had a, I guess, the residential controller market. This is just to keep up with the Joneses. That that's pretty much it. Um, if Google is not going 
going to further the nest uh, as, as a thermostat and maybe looking it as a way into your house or whatever. Maybe Honeywell is just trying to keep it simple and just give them a cool-looking thermo- uh, thermometer. Thermostat. <laughs> thermostat. Thermostat. Minimalism. Minimalism has been really. I think maybe maybe looking into it too much. It's it's it tells you the temperature in your house. You know, come on. Go ahead, Leonard. They're not Our looking to take. They're not even looking to integrate it into video <laughs> conferencing systems. It's not going to be skyping you to look into the house. I mean, well, you can. Um, Form factor-wise, minimalism has been in for a while since the, I guess, iPod, um, iPhone beginning days. Mm-hmm. And I think that I look back to the first programmable thermostats I saw, and it was complicated. Nest looks <coughs> easy. It's not scary to people who aren't techie people. And maybe this will be a build into an integrated smart house where you'll have some home version of the enterprise resource management software that those of us on the commercial side have come to know and love in some way or another. No, that's that's valid because yeah, you're right. The, the first one I ever saw was, you know, it took a, a degree from MIT to program some. Uh, this is from our friends over at Technology Tell. Radio Shack's turnaround is quote unquote not going well. Um, I mentioned this, and it, we use delicious, uh, delicious.com, actually, uh, to, to send out the, the links that we, that we give the, the, the fine guests that we have every week. And I put on this, this is not so much about Radio Shack, but really a question about, you're out on a job site, and really quickly, the, 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 the fact that they're trying to repackage themselves um, is not going well for, for them, period. I mean, they've, they've done rather well, but, but they have a 14% decrease year over year, and it's just not, it's not well. But... Uh, $98 million loss. Yeah, you know, it, that's $100 million between friends uh, or <laughs> stockholders. Here's the question, though. You're on, on a job site, and, and a lot of us here actually spend time on job sites and putting things together. Uh, Chris, we're going to start with you on this one. You're on a job site, and you need a, a connector, or you need uh, a cable, uh, or you need solder. <laughs> you know, 10, 15 years ago, Radio Shack was one of the places you could go to get an RCA, you know, a solder point RCA connector or, you know, a, a tip ring sleeve uh, or actual solder or let's say, you know, God forbid that your solder, uh, your, your soldering iron, you know, bit the dust. You could go there for that or any number of things. And that's not the place to go anymore, really, uh, because they are trying to repackage themselves. So, uh, Mr. Netto, you're out on a job site and just all heck breaks loose and you need something quickly. Uh, where exactly are you going? what was comparable to a uh, Radio Shack around here, or what is comparable to what Radio Shack used to be, doesn't exist. I was lucky that I found a USB to, you know, a DB9 cable at Best Buy, mm-hmm. but it was the last one and it was covered in dust. You know, nobody was buying that. Um, the problem with Radio Shack is that they've always been behind the game. Look at the PC business. They were rocking back in the day with Tandy, man. I mean, it was, that's where you went to go get a computer. You cut your teeth on a TRS-80. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then what happened? They're still pushing Tandy and everybody else was selling computers elsewhere. Um, They've always seemed to be two steps behind. Now for us, 
in the integration business, we love that, especially the service guys who's, who are always one or two connectors behind what the newest thing is. So you're going into a job site, you're still repairing a BNC, you know, connections. You can find maybe a, you know, a BNC barrel there if you're, if you're lucky because they're that dated. Um, have you been to a Radio Shack lately, Tim? Um, unfortunately, yes. Because I, I also had to get a, 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 a USB to DB9. Um, <laughs> they didn't have it at Best Buy. It, it was, it's a long, very long story. Mine worked fine, perfectly fine. But when you go from Windows 7 to Windows 8, for some stupid reason, it suddenly doesn't work. But anyhow, so I, got, I had to go there to get, to get one that works with Windows 8. And was I know, Matt, it's because it's Windows. Huh? Pressing to go into a Radio Shack these days and see what it's... Yes. Like... It's like me. It's like meeting a sports star that's kind of going downhill after his playing days are all over. That's great. That's brilliant. <clears throat> I like you that. Could say, you could say that, and that only you know, and maybe a guy who walks by and goes, "Hey, didn't that guy play for the Montreal Expos?" <laughs> nice, you know, nice analogy. I like it. I, I'm well, you still have to walk into the store and go there, man. You still have to walk into the store the minute the door goes through and the bell rings. You go, I don't want to need a cell phone, thanks. I'm looking for cable. Yeah. And, and that's the problem. You walk in there, and it's, it's the cell phone push. I don't need that. I'm, I'm not there to buy a, a set of headphones. Um, I, I'm actually looking for stuff. I mean, dude, it, it's always been a hodgepodge of stuff since they stopped being that, like, gadget place where you go to find the miscellaneous cables and connectors. And if you wanted a, a freaking science kit back, back in the day to – build a solar cell, not even a solar cell back then, but I mean, that's where you went to go find that sort of stuff. And now you walk in, it's like cell phones are three quarters of the, sh of the store. Yep. Headphones are the other, you know, little piece of it. And then you get your cable section and the cable section is what's there. You're going to pay 20 times what you're going to pay elsewhere. Mm. You know, try to avoid have cable sections. Ours are down to a couple prepackaged RCA pairs, you know, maybe some odd HDMI crap, um, and gosh, a, a section that's a foot by two feet with a couple little, essentially, lack of a better term, instrument connections. There's maybe a couple solder, uh, quarter inch barrels, stuff like that. That is it. There's no nothing else. No no crimps. No compressions. Nothing. Uh, we're stuck having like our Home Depot has a better selection than our Radio Shacks hmm. have. Well, Is that hobby still around enough to support a whole? Because these days, I think that the kid who's tinkering and hacking and playing is more likely to be writing cell phone apps than they are to be wiring up whatever analog toys they would be playing with. Well, isn't I don't this know if Radio Shack is just something that the world has passed by to an extent. Yeah. Well, well what about the, um, the Arduinos and the Raspberry Pis and the rise of the maker movement and the U.S. Engineering and Science Festival that happened uh, that I think Infocom was actually part of and actively going after people? That's where they're going, and they're buying it offline because Radio Shack gave up the ghost, didn't they? They said, we're not going to do that anymore and distance themselves from it. Well, and that's the thing is it's all gone to Monoprice and right. uh, Parts Express, yeah. and at least for us here, we have Tiger Direct. Mouser. Kind yeah. of a, a weird combination of the two, 
And, you know, again, we do have the couple stores. We have, in town, we have one independent uh, store for this kind of stuff, whatever you'd call it. But same thing. If they don't have it on the floor, it's a four or five day ship time. And every time I go in there to get heat shr shrink, for example, um, again, if they've got it, great. If they don't, I buy it from a supplier or, you know, again, one of those online retailers because it's cheaper than supporting the local guy, which I do if he's got it in stock. But I can't wait four days for him to bring it in using traditional methods where I can just go and, again, order it online, have it overnight you know, shipped from Amazon or whatever, and it shows up the next day. Well, and that, it now changes the way you know the small integrator has to think. You now have to buy a spool of that heat shrink. Yes. Oh yeah. Those, those days are, you know, are pretty much done. What we're, we're the conclusion that we're coming to, Tim, is that Radio Shack used to be the one-stop shop for all that. Yeah. Now you go for, now you go to Home Depot from for the heat shrink. You go to Best Buy for, you know, maybe a, a, an HDMI cable. You go to the the other store for something else. So now your runs are, which used to be a 15-minute run, now turns into an hour and a half, and you have to hit up three stores if you don't have those pieces. Hmm. Well, yeah, for somebody who's in a smaller metro and doesn't have a white, you know, again, we've only got one electronic store that sells that kind of stuff. Um, it is something where for us, it's a business we have to, yeah, we have to plan stuff out really effectively. Otherwise, we're leaving jobs, coming back and saying, you know what, we'll be back tomorrow or in two days because we need this part or they shipped us the wrong thing and we can't just go out and get it. Yeah. And even if you could, you know, again, you're into, gosh, I left a site this morning because we found this wall that we talked about offline. And it was a good, I left one of the guys working and I was gone an hour and a half going to two stores and coming back. There was one store in North Jersey called Disco Electronics <laughs> that would carry that odds and ends. And George is probably, you know. Yeah, I'm nodding away, yeah. You, you, know, you know them. Um and, and they filled the hole where Radio Shack was, was leaving because they were selling. You can buy a monitor. You can buy uh, whatever. You order stuff from them, but they had parts on hand. It wasn't just simply, all right, well, or, you know, a, a supply house where you ordered your, um, your NEC monitor or whatever, but they actually carried some stuff and would get you out of a pinch. They'd have mm. spools of cables. They'll have XLR connectors. You know, right now on the audio side, you may have to go to – like a guitar center or a musician center or whatever that that store is, and, and buy your audio there. But you're not gonna find any video connections there. You got to go someplace else. It's so specialized, it's ridiculous now. Now, how much do those? And again, I, I just don't know. How much does Guitar Center have? Do they actually have XLRs and you know DMX barrels and stuff that you can buy and solder? Yes, that they do because they need the connect. They they have limited spools there. Right. Uh, of, of you can actually go and make your own cable. They okay. they will sell you every part to make a mic cable. Or well, and that's good that at least they have it because ours are, you know, same thing. Uh, even our, our national chains like Guitar Center, they might have a couple. But again, we're talking limited stock on hand. If you need to make more than three, you're, you're out of luck. You're ordering it in, same deal. Yeah. And, you, you know, again, it is. It's getting to that point where even with the, the national chains, if you're doing anything outside of the box or anything in our industry where you're not buying prefab, you have to order ahead. 
Nobody stocks this stuff. Nobody has it. Again, unless you're in one of those couple metros where that's possible. But isn't that how we normally, and I'm not in the operation business anymore. I'm in consulting, so my answer to what happens on site, if there's not a part, I tell the contractor he should have thought of that and <laughs> then go to the bar. Um, yeah. Our opening scenario, right? <laughs> um, well, you know, but in the old, in the old days of staging, and even the current days, we, the, when you landed at a new venue, the first thing you did was where are my Radio Shacks on a map, just mm -hmm. in case you needed those parts, because you always needed something. But even Radio Shack now, and all the what was it Hobby Lobby and all the other kind of electronic stores have given us this self-feeding loop. Now we don't have it; we can order it for you. You know what? I should just if I need a hundred, I'm going to order a thousand. Yeah. They're out of the loop now. I go to Monoprice or I go to any of those other ones, Mouser. I'm, I'm not I order that far back. I'm not that far back from working contracting. Now, I work with big contractors. I worked for Avgai SPL. I worked for VCA. And we would order crates of connectors. You know, we'd order them by the hundreds or by the thousands. Um, are people on the contracting side really, I mean, are you really looking to buy at a Radio Shack? Um, I guess you well, say you heard George, but it doesn't When you're a traveling guy like no, George, it's a different story. You're, you're not five minutes from your shop. It, mm. it, that's, I think that's where George is going. And and we most don't have of those a integrators are, <laughs> you know, have, um, you know, the ability to go back or have a shop truck. Now, I've walked into, you know, as a consultant, I've gone out and walked into a shop truck that the integrators bring on site as well. And I looked through the bare cupboards. You know, it's not, you know, it goes back to you need to order and you need to have that supply on hand. So, yeah, you do still need those stores because. You know, Joey, the parts guy, didn't put enough, you know, connectors in your in your in your bags or whatever when they're doing their their laying out the jobs, you know, or there was something that went wrong, which happens a lot right. too. I mean, I don't but know. At that it's, point, you've already at that point you've already failed, and that's not your plan. Yeah. Well, and Radio Shack you know, can't exist to serve the. Oops, I forgot. I knocked over the bin of B and C connectors and. All of the little tiny plastic, um, you know, dielectric pieces for the middle got lost. That True. doesn't come up enough to sustain them. I mean, that's kind of a side benefit to us of them having whatever business they have, which these days doesn't look like much. But you're not looking for them to be your supplier either. You're looking for the, oh, crap. Mm. I, I, you know, I need another connector because I screwed it up. And I think that's. I, I think to Linda's point though is is our screw up can't be their business model. I mean that that's no, kind of no, it. No, 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 exactly. We're not we're not strictly talking about our us screwing up or our guys messing something up. Gosh, I went in my truck today and realized one of my guys didn't restock uh, one of the buckets with. Um, oh gosh, I can't remember what it was. Um, one of the actually one of the electrical buckets, and you know again, is it is it on Home Depot to cover that? No. But more what what I think we're trying to discuss here is the fact that we have now lost the one and only place where we used to be able to go and buy a product that we would use every day and actually have them stock it. Yeah. Mm. We are now to a point, especially up here, where there is no such thing as anybody stocking anything local unless you have one of those distributors local. They won't stock a darn thing. 
everything has gone to the web-based model of ordering online or ordering through a supplier because they don't stock crap. I've been trying to get a light bulb for a project that we've been trying to finish for three weeks. My client is up in arms. They've got 55 people coming tonight. We've got a $3,000 fixture that we can't light because no one can ship a bloody bulb into Canada fast enough. <laughs> and again, is that my fault? Yeah, sort of. But there's nothing I can do about it. Do, do you know why it's your fault, Matt? Why it's my fault? Because you didn't put in an LED or a, a laser projector. If you had, you wouldn't have had that lamp problem. It's No, no, no. It's not a projection <laughs> lamp. It's an it's actual lighting oh, fixture. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Yes. Well, and you it's your California government that has decided that y'all don't like 40-watt incandescent vintage bulbs, which look beautiful, which is why we sell them. Unfortunately, Matt, what you have to do is agree to be the 51st state, and we will get that for you. <laughs> yes. You can't buy it yourself. <laughs> Give us time. You'll be the 51st state. We'll get it. We'll get it. All right. Last, uh, I guess last, uh, one, one of the last ones we'll talk about for today, and then we'll start talking about Infocom. Um, Leonard actually wrote a piece. Uh, Leonard is a, is a very prol prolific uh, blogger for for. Uh, our buddies over at uh, at Rave Pubs, and you 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 wrote something that that kind of struck me the other day, uh, and it was uh, almost an o it was well, almost it was an ode to analog, um, and and I understood the the sentiment, um, and, and I agreed with with some of <laughs> some of it. The other stuff I was like, no, this is why digital is better. Uh, so first, uh, Leonard, if, if so, folks haven't read it, give us a, a basic synopsis uh, of what your your piece is about, and then the, the th you know we'll, we'll discuss it. Okay, well, this is one where I started off talking about a product and tangented it off into a bigger idea it um, brought up to me. Uh, the particular product I had in hand, um, tested sitting on the pen tray right behind me. Um, was the Biodynamics Revoluto microphone. Mm -hmm. And the innards of the thing are just 17 mic elements with an analog summing circuit, one mic level out. And compare that to something like what I have up over my head, which is a completely digital microphone array um, from Clear One that digitally sums everything, does some processing on it. And there's something artful and intuitive and interesting that I think is lost in only looking at a digital solution. Um, and audio is part analog. Yes. And it's something that you can understand, you can manipulate, you can physically relate in the electrical level. And I see that as somewhat of an art that's fading and a direction for a solution that some people don't think of. Um, people look at digitally steerable column speaker arrays, which is really neat and fancy, but there are also some people making some really nice single horn um, type speakers with no digital processing, you know, people like Danley, where you could have tightly focused sound that drops off a cliff when you go off axis. And I just think it's an interesting 
way to look at the world and the industry. And then I drifted on and said the world might not be <laughs> oh, yeah. analog after all, and we might be a simulation in somebody else's program in a parent world, but that's probably getting off topic. No. Uh, <laughs> let me ask you this, though, because what it struck me as is this, is um, there, there, there's, there's a group out there right now that are not, they're not trying to revitalize the, the uh, phonograph industry and the, and the, the album industry. It's kind of come back on its own through DJs and through people discovering it. That's kind of what it felt like to me. Like you were almost um, nostalgic for the analog that we had. You know, I say the collective we. Matt's too young to remember analog, but uh, the the rest of us, uh, the rest of us remember you know reel to reel and and, and actual analog systems. Hush. Uh, is is that kind of where where you were going with that the the the, the nostalgia the the nostalgia of it, or was it just you know kind of an honest comparison between the two? And hey, by the way, guys, don't forget, you know, first of all, audio is analog, and secondly, there are some really good um, solutions out there that you shouldn't bypass just because it has an analog signal or analog label on it. I think for me, it's more of the latter. Um, I used to really not like nostalgia, but I don't think it's as good today as it used to be. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, that's yeah. And I think that that's another trap, and the trap that, oh, you know, we're going to love the phonograph record, yeah. which, in all honesty, the phonograph record is a terrible, terrible recording medium. Um, you physically destroy it every time you play back on it. Yeah. Um, but I think that there are honestly there's still room for really great solutions and there's real room for analog processing and for thoughtful design outside of digital realm. No, that's, that's valid. All right, guys. Um, do you, uh, George, you're, you're my, you're my weighted knobs guy. I mean, is, does Leonard have a, a good point here where, you know, we should not bypass something just because uh, it has the word analog in it. Well, absolutely. Um, you know, I'm thinking the the vintage voltage that we desire is is sometimes the right answer. Um, not nearly maybe as bad as saying the overhead projector is the right answer in a modern install, but you know what? Sometimes it is. And there are some remarkable products out there that are in the analog-only domain that solve a problem for a good price, and there's no need for the other stuff. And sometimes, just like with coding or anything else, we get trapped in the bells and whistles and the you know, uh, expandability of it when it's not really needed. So, yeah, I'm in full agreement that the nostalgia for it is a useful thing more than just, oh, the days when I knew I could just slide a knob. Mm, absolutely. Although I like that. I'm glad you brought up analog, Tim, because I got something here for uh, Matt. Since you don't know, this would be a record player. Jeez. Oh, my, <laughs> oh my a Popeye's God. record player. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> This is vintage analog. Now, you can thank my mom, who found that buried somewhere in a box somewhere, but that was my Fisher-Price first microphone. Actually, it was made by Emerson. My microphone, my Fisher-Price first turntable. That's where I learned to cut my teeth. We actually have a wax cylinder player off in our museum wall. Of um, course you do. Other conference room. <laughs> but you can have a top five player today. Yeah. if you'd like. And I'll even install it for you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Mr. Scott, are you, we're, you, we're making fun of you for being the baby of the group, but uh, do you have anything to say for uh, for analog? 
I love analog. I still mix on a analog desk almost weekly, um, and I love it. It, it. There's something to be said for being able to, I, again, taking it straight to a board situation and a, and a live mix situation. I, as as well as I can mix on a MCL7 or MC7L um, or any of the other big digital desks, there's something I love about being able to tweak something on a singer's, and you can't see my hands because the screen's not big enough, but, you know, tweak some singer's high frequency or her, her low cutoff or something while adjusting a bass drum 40 channels away without going through different screens. There's something about analog that just, at times, maybe isn't as effective, but, gosh, it just, there's something different about it. You connect with the product better. Every time we sell record players, and yes, Mr. Neto, I do know what a record player is, I own two myself and have stacks of actual LPs. Um, but there's something different about when you put that in a room and put it on especially an analog amplifier and just listen to it and experience it. You, you listen to it differently when you're in that situation than you do when you plug, it doesn't matter what the price point is, but when you plug an iPhone into a dock, and listen to it on, again, that same system, it's just not the same. There's something different in you when you place something analog down to listen to. And as much as, yes, I love digital, I was teasing Leonard off the start about putting some noise-canceling uh, DBX products into his, his boardroom so that it wasn't reverbing a little bit, um, and, and I love digital for that. There, there are some things digital does just phenomenally well. But when you get back to it and you get back to the art of it, there is something just really, really nice about simplicity and, you know, physical products, things you can touch and see that aren't bits and bytes. And, you know, again, as much as we love our digital and we love all that other stuff and, you know, I love being able to put on a wireless set of headphones and walk around and do stuff and have it sound great, I still love throwing a vinyl record on an analog tube amp with some old school like 1970 speakers, some old tannoys I have, and World just experience it. It's different, and you know, again, it, it's one of those things. I don't exactly know how to explain it. it. It's just something that, unfortunately, especially with the youth of today, they don't get that. They listen to their Beats by Dre or whatever. Some, for heaven's sakes, we've talked about this many times on the show. How many times has one of your kids or one of my friend's kids, you know, come and say, oh, Matt, you got to listen to this great new song. It's amazing. And they play, like, Iggy Azalea off YouTube from their bloody phone. Oh, it's amazing. Look. Great and this is something that's um, part of our industry. It's yeah. not what I deal with the most, but some is when we're designing music spaces and we're talking about music spaces, we talk about spaces for listening to music mindfully. And mm -hmm. a lot of times people aren't mindful of sound and audio, and maybe that is part of what we're tapping into here. Um, my father-in-law, the late Sylvan Sus, was a longtime music history professor at Oberlin. And he loathed the idea of background music. If he were alive today and I told him I was designing a background music um, system someplace, he would have a heart attack because music is not background. Music is to be listened to and paid attention to and savored. 
And maybe part of this nostalgia we're tapping into is the idea of, as so eloquently said, that physical connection to it. And that's part of savoring and experiencing it. Yeah. Pepperidge Farm remembers. No, that's very that's that's very true, yeah. <laughs> but the other thing I would say that this is kind of snarky and I apologize. <clears throat> Back when he was talking about savoring music, the music was worth savoring. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, on that note, we're going to take a short break and uh, and no no Justin Bieber comments, no nothing, just move no, along. No, I wasn't going to mention that at all. Okay, good. We're going to talk about Middle Atlantic and our fine friends at Middle Atlantic. Uh, MiddleAtlantic.com, Middle Atlantic products are, are our favorite sponsors right now because they're our only sponsor. Uh, no, I'm, no, I'm kidding. Uh, they, they're very nice people. Um, they are sponsoring us, and if you would like, please go and buy their website or buy their website, MiddleAtlantic.com, but also buy the booth next week if you're in Vegas uh, at uh, at Infocom 2014. They have two brand new things, and this is this is very very cool and very exciting. One is an addition or a, a an expansion of the their credenza line, which I fell in love with two or three years ago when they first released it, which is basically you know um, it's a hidden rack and some some very nice furniture. But they have an addition, which is you know uh, new styles, new trends, uh, new finishes, uh, so you can mess with and and uh, well, you can make your 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 uh, interior designer happy with these with these new uh, with these new finishes. In addition, they have the new Flex View display. Well, it's a display. Um, it, it's it's a way for you to connect your uh, your TV on a nice pair of. Uh, Nice pair of legs, actually. A uh, nice pair of legs uh, with uh, with some rolling uh, uh, with some rollers around it. So, uh, check it out if you would please. Uh, MiddleAtlantic.com. MiddleAtlantic.com. What great systems are built upon? Uh, all right, gentlemen, start your engines. Here we go. Infocom 2014. <clears throat> Mr. Netta, we'll start with you. <laughs> You don't want to start with me. Why? I'm in a, I'm in rare form today, man. Well, I, that's, you know? that's why I want to start. Okay, we'll end with you then. What, what, what would you like to know? Nothing. I'll, I'll end with you. I got no problem. You know, I, I'm, I'm easy going. I'm easy going, Mr. Tucker. Uh, what's uh, what say you about next week? What do we got? Um, what do you have on your plate, and and uh, what are you looking forward to? I'm hoping that this. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing what Microsoft is or isn't going to do, depending on how they're talking about it. Lord knows they've been distancing themselves pretty much. Well, just here to entertain. No, don't mind us. Um, but I want to see something, maybe not revolutionary, but last year uh, a good friend of mine described it as evolutionary, not revolutionary. Okay. And I think we're at a point in the economy and the market that we might just get to see a lot more this year. Hmm. People are going to take some chances. I think there's going to be your standard suite of stuff. Everyone's going to integrate something new. Everyone's going to have something that everybody wants in there like Lynx was last year. But... I really am looking forward to seeing guys take a little bit of a different look, maybe even tag a little bit more of the luxury market and distance themselves from just the democratization of the gear, but have something a little special. Okay. Uh, Matt Scott, what do you, uh, what are you looking forward to next next week? Well, George stole all my thunder again. Oh, well, um, he does, hate, he does do tend George. to do that. Can you share notes? Come on. I can. We did. Um, no, I'm also looking forward to Microsoft. How was you? Uh, I know that, just as George said, they're 
you know, being very hush-hush about it and kind of just playing it off as if it's not a big deal, but it really is a big deal. They haven't been to these kind of shows in a very long time. I remember when they used to show up to uh, NAB a little bit, and, you know, they've pulled out of that for the most part as well, so I'm, uh, this one's very intriguing to me, uh, especially being an Apple guy. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I expect to see a lot of link pushing, uh, etc., but I'm also looking forward to, you know, seeing the way some of the guys are trying to integrate a lot, or even more so, of the consumer-based devices, essentially, into the boardroom and into the small business, uh, opposed to the full-on enterprise application, because, of course, that's where I live a little bit more. Um, so that's kind of my big one. And then, of course, as always, I'm always excited to uh, hook up and, and see a bunch of our our friends that we don't see as often or, or we just you know see once a year it's always good to to meet with you know whether it's reps or salesmen or, or writers or you know manufacturers whatever but uh, you know we've, we've all got a lot of friends in this business and it's it's very enjoyable when we get to meet up and hang out and break bread and you know do all those things outside of the trade show floor uh, because let's be honest, uh, especially for a couple of us who you know write and do some other things at the show, we're only on the floor for, a, in all honesty, a very minimal amount of time. We spend so much time in training and everything else that uh, you know it, it can be overwhelming. And it, it's, again, for me, always the, the highlight to, to see some old friends and hopefully make a couple new ones. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like two. Uh, like two. You just, you, I've you... only got space for two. No. All right, Leonard. Uh, from he, he, he has an opening if you'd like to be his friend. Um, <laughs> no, Leonard and I are already friends. Oh, That's well, cool. He he doesn't um, need to take a spot. BFFs. If you're social, um, traveling around, I would probably be fired if I don't suggest that you uh, go to see the Trunk Uncles performing at the Hard Rock on Wednesday are night. Are you kidding? Of course I'll be there. My good friend Av uh, Hi-Fi Av. The professional. I totally screwed yeah, his name. Yeah, you just I'm totally sorry. screwed his, his name. It's high. You're going to hear about, that, gonna hear about that. that at the next AV after the, recording. The, you know. the, oh, Phil, gosh. Another BFF. Oh, we'll you know I got your back. Uh, We're like this. Yeah. We're like, what? I don't, I don't. Oh, good Lord. Leonard threw me off trying to be one of my friends. Oh, oh, Lord. Well, he'll never um, make that mistake again. <laughs> Thank goodness for the AV speed up so you can replenish. Uh huh. No. All right, I'm Leonard. Let, let Leonard talk um, for crying out loud. <laughs> so, drunk uncles. Yes. There we go. Um, absolutely. With our very own Uncle Steve Emsbach. Um It's parody. It's fun. It's good thing, good time had by everybody. Um, for good cause. The and actual good cause, parts yeah. of the show that people will be conscious and sober for and able to hear each other speak. Um, I'm doing a lot of training. Um, I'm going to check out both whatever Avenue and Ordinator are up to. Um, this is for the, I think, fourth year and counting now, the breakout year for AVB, or so I hear. And I've actually gotten to the point that I see a real need with um, syncing video and audio um, you know, in the time domain. I'm going to see if there's anything there with that. Um, people are starting to look at 4K distribution. Yeah. Um, there's not a lot out there now. So we'll see what's going on with that. Um, 
and yeah, I'm. I think with George and with uh, Matt that I'm up to being the prize. Um, mm. There are as a. Leonard? We lost Leonard. Did you mute him on purpose? Or... No, I didn't mute him on purpose. Wow. Yeah. Leonard, we lost your audio, sir. Yeah. So, all right. I would like to retract that statement. Maybe, hang on. He'll, he'll be right back. Uh, all right, Mr. Neto. There was a press embargo uh, on that one. There was. Huh? Um, I don't know. Um, I, I guess the some people have, uh, have said it. I don't know specifically who has said it, but... Um, this year was a big year for mergers. Yeah. Uh, I doubt we will see anything come about from the Harmon AMX at the show since it was announced a few weeks ago. Uh, point of information on that. Um, the Harmon AMX merger um, has not not, not gone through yet. Regulatory hurdles yet. Yeah. Okay. So you won't hear that because it's not officially Fine. happened. Uh, my mic battery died, by the way. There we go. <laughs> I'm not going to ask what the brand was. So, uh, <laughs> well, go ahead and finish up, Leonard. Then, then well, we'll... the battery was a Duracell. Well, there we go. Uh, you, you, you guys forget. I'm, I'm from St. Louis, so you know we, we're all energizers here. But go ahead, uh, Leonard, and finish up your thought, and we'll get on with Chris. Um, what was I talking about when I went away? ABB or yes, Dante yeah. or well, no, you were talking about being surprised and and you know. Oh yes, yes, and there's the same from a lot of people. There's the modular matrix switch and the two-gang wall plate and the scaling receiver. Um, there's the multi 70 volt um, amplifier um, collectible or bridgeable outputs. Um, there's the DSP with AEC or line level cards and you know regular output. There is a lot of the same catalog with people's names on it. I want somebody to surprise me with something I haven't seen yet. Um, and now there's like under four different brands the exact same wireless um, video receiver appliance. So surprise me. Do something somebody hasn't thought about. Okay. Mr. Neto, what say you? The merger. The mergers, yes. The mergers. Um, Obviously, the AMX Harmon thing is not completely finalized. Thank you, uh, Leonard, for pointing that out. But there are other companies that did purchase out there, and that is finalized, that I'm interested to see how this happens. But uh, one that we haven't really talked much about is the XO Media being bought by Marco. Um, that, that merger is interesting because you take their product with ClickShare built in, and now you add that display, um, you know, their digital signage piece. It's it's not going to go into their projectors. It, it it may just permeate their entire lineup of projectors, LED boards. I mean, that's that's where Barco may you know their main focus is on that that big display system. So I'm interested to see what happens there. Um, as far as products go, yes, wireless, like Leonard, surprise me with something new something different, something better. Um, everybody's touting improvements to what they had. Great. I love improvements. 
Am I expecting to get the quote-unquote game changer that's going to rock the boat? No, because Matt would lose his beard if that was the case. And you'd that's have to not... wear a suit and tie. Yeah, that's And true. I would have to wear a suit and tie. So the chances of us really being and, flat... And lose the hat. And lose the hat. The chances <laughs> of us actually being flattened by a game-changing thing, I'm skeptical, but that's just me approaching the whole thing. Um, part of the evolution of things that you that 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 George mentioned, I I don't think it's a it's an evolution that's going to happen this year. It, it's still carrying on. I think companies are still finding themselves, um, and and the products. Uh, one thing that I have taken notice to, and I'm sure you guys have as well, with the exit of one major player from the show a couple years back, it's brought a lot of the smaller companies to light. So there's an advantage to the, the, the people that are going to these shows to see these smaller companies that are putting out some products that are, that are interesting, maybe half the price. Maybe they're at that level where they're willing to stand behind their products where maybe some of the bigger guys are just sending you into help desk buckets and stuff. I, I, I don't know. I'm always, I'm always interested to see who makes the next jump from the back 40 up. That's my excitement of the show. The little company that pushed their way through. Um, Vadio is a, a, a great example of a back 40 that's made itself a yeah. prominent fixture now in the center when we've talked about that before. I like seeing that year from year. Vadio also had an interesting, different things in things like their AV bridge and their huddle stations. was yes. an approach seen much. I mean, this is, um, I'm coming through an AV bridge now. Yeah. Um, the thing obviously works and has found a place here as we're moving towards software conferencing. And that's something else that I might be looking for here at Infocom is who has a solution that does not in a metal box with rack gears on the side of it? Um, you know, things like the... I know that Mersive is um, going to be debuting their version 2 of Sol's yeah. Um, will we see more um, control companies like take the direction that HRC did and say, here's our control system. It's soft. That's what control is. Um, run it in a server. You don't need a rack full of boxing for it. Um, you know, will we see more transcoding, uh, more you know, coming? You know, on things that come as bits rather than boxes. Here's a question for Have we seen the demise of the physical MCU in a in a in a corporate environment? Is that now done? Are people still buying bridges per se? Some people still have bridges. Um, some people are still looking at them. Um, it's nowhere near as prominent as it was even a year or two ago. Mm -hmm. My recommendations tend to not go in that direction at this point. And again, depending, and there are some larger enterprise that exist investment in that sort of network. Still, things to be said for the hardware conferencing. But it's getting more and more niche -y. Hardware and video conferencing is, is, is interesting to me, Tim, simply because 
I, I think if there is a more volatile situation, it's that they are severely impacted by the soft codec, by BYOD. How are they handling? You know, they were hardware guys. And for, guys, for an example, look at what's happening. Look at what we're doing right now. Yeah, it's yeah. a video conference. Yeah, yeah. But at some point, good enough becomes a topic, a very big topic of arguments. And it's hard to speak to, you need this half a million dollar telepresence system when executives are saying, I Skype with my mom in Spain, whatever the case is. And it's perfectly fine. I can conduct business with something of this quality, which is probably equivalent to the 256K or 384K video of back in the day on ISDN. And it was acceptable then. Today, you know, you, you're going to laugh at it, but it was re somewhat reliable if your ISDN lines weren't temperamental. But aside from that, you know, I, I think I think the the UC pavilion is an interesting place right now because mm -hmm. everything's being dumped into the UC, the video conferencing collaboration. Everybody wants to talk about all that. A lot of it has to do with software base. These guys are still pushing hardware. Uh, that's where I think probably the most volatile area, the most steady area in our industry is the audio. <laughs> the UC Pavilion last fascinating. And there was, um, you know, still Cisco off in Cisco land. Yeah. Uh, but there was Pexip. Uh, there was Starleaf that had um, an appliance plus a software client. Mm -hmm. ACT. There was Blue Jeans Network. Um, video. There were a lot of combination of really high-end appliances and really affordable, I'll say, software virtualized MCUs. Yeah. What hasn't really caught my attention yet are the cheap appliances. You mean like the um, tooling labs and stuff like that? Yeah, but to me, the $1,200 appliance is competing with a $600 PC that also does other things. And I don't know that those give you enough more than, I mean, these days if somebody wants conferencing and they want, you know, the $20,000, $30,000 Cisco Kodak, we do what we have, what we're doing here. You know, you run Link, you run Jabber, um, if you're a Cisco or a Microsoft house. You get a camera into it somehow. You get audio into it somehow. Um, audio out of it somehow, and persistent. Yeah. All right. Um, here's what, what I've got. A, a couple of things. I, I agree with everybody here with the exception of one thing. I'm not looking forward to Microsoft this year. Uh, I'm looking next. forward to Microsoft next year. This year, and I, I kind of agree with, with Craig McCormick, uh, who wrote a very nice piece in Commercial Integrator. I'm expecting partnerships, right? I'm expecting to see Microsoft paired with things that we've already seen this year. Next year, I'm expecting something from Microsoft that will blow us out of the water that will be AV-centric. Uh, I don't know what that is yet, um, but I'm... But will I, they? Well, I think so. I, and this is the reason I think so, because here's the thing. Um, uh, Matt mentioned it before. They've not been really trade show guys for a while. Um, I don't know if Andrew Edwards was was advising them or anything, but um, 
sorry, that was a bad Extron joke. Um, but they haven't been go- they haven't been going to trade shows for a while. I mean, they famously you know exited out of CES and kind of hit and miss on NAB. So the fact that they were coming to Infocom and they were platinum sponsored this year was was very very exciting. And the closer it gets, the the less I hear about what's going to be at the booth, the less I expect. Right? Because uh, let's, let's be honest, no. huh? Is thousand square feet right next to registration? Yes, ten thousand square feet, and nobody knows anything. <laughs> I mean, seriously, the, and and Microsoft is not known for keeping secrets, right? I mean, they are not Apple. They are not Apple. Uh, and with all the reporters that that uh, you know, the, the all the guests that we've had on this show, none of nobody seriously knows anything. Uh, or if they are, if they do, they're really, really lying really well. Uh, and all of them it. are. <laughs> um, it's the Bermuda Triangle. It's the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, it's, it's a conspiracy theory. They're going to have. I don't. So yeah, I well, don't expect a whole lot this year. Charging stations, so but we can all charge our that Samsung charging stations, bottles Apple of water, Apple. and and couches for us to sit on. Um, well, that's what I heard. Yeah, there was going to be like a loungy type experience. Yeah. Xbox. No. Expo- yeah, well, here's Xbox. my question because they've been doing this home of the future thing for years, and every so often it crops up in the news. It shows up in the New York yeah. Times. It shows up in the, you know, Wired magazine or something, and they're still doing that. And then there was reports what a couple of weeks ago that they're teaming up with Insteon, and there was this big, mm-hmm. and that's my fear is they're going to try again to bring in something that we all know really won't stand the test. This not that's not even as I said earlier the democratization of this. That's even lesser of the that. Microsoft Asian. Yeah, when they would do that kind of stuff. And that's my fear for them, at least, is that they're going to think, well, yeah, we've done fine with our Windows upgrades if we apply the same model to how the hardware works. And they've never gotten that off the ground. And now they're teaming up with a company that, yes, as a DIYer, you can do a lot with, and it's a lot of fun, but its reliability and its durability is highly questionable. And that's my fear for them, is that they better this year look around and go, aha, there's a whole different kettle of wax here. Yeah, and I think that's probably what they're doing. And, and they, they they very likely have some products either in the back of their heads or they're kind of developing and they're not quite ready for prime time, right? So they're, it's not ready for a show. So you come out, you say, hey, we're partners with these guys and we love these guys over here and come see our stuff, you know, their stuff in our booth. And do exactly what George was talking about. Do some some research. Do some some kind of, you know... Hmm, that's kind of interesting. Ooh, look what they're doing over here. And then in 12 months, you watch yourself. <laughs> you know, they'll, they'll come out with, you know, they'll, they'll throw a bunch of money and a bunch of engineers at it. And, and, you know, 2015 Infocom, I really think they're going to blow everybody's socks off. But I also think well, that... Two, uh, we've talked two about questions this. on that. Yes, true. One, they really need the biggest booth on the show floor to do research. But and they're a platinum sponsor, Leonard. Kettle of wax. I did say Is that with a ball of fish? It's, yes. a medi- it's medieval. That's it's what you it's, use to defend the, uh, against the barbarians. <laughs> that was oil. No, it, it, it's a work with me. ball of fish. Bowl of fish, kettle of fish. Mixed it, metaphors are my friend. Let me yes. go. All right, so let me let me finish this because we, we've got something <laughs> what that makes me that, me. Okay. That that <laughs> that Neto's been 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 uh, well, he's been teasing for quite a while. So. Uh, so we've got that, right? We've got Microsoft. I, I don't expect anything this year. I do expect something next year. And I think all of you said something about UC. I expect big things and, and, and some not like, oh, my goodness, I've never you know, thought of that before, but some really significant uh, moves forward when it comes to unified communication. Uh, last year, I agree with Leonard, last year's pavilion was very interesting. They had a lot of neat things. I expect the same thing this year. Uh, as far as aviation and what we're doing, um, yeah, I'll, I'll start by saying I can't do this by myself. 
and I'm very, very thankful for the group that I have around me uh, because without it, um, I'd stay home in St. Louis and, <laughs> and not even attempt this. So uh, that being said, good Lord almighty, we've got a lot of stuff going on. Um, Monday and Tuesday, we're setting up, we have a booth, North Hall 217, uh, as well as a, a recording studio that we have to be doing a, um, a party in, which we'll get to in a second. But the first thing on, on Wednesday, uh, our fine buddies over at Red Band, which is that gentleman right there, if, you, if, you, if you're watching the video, he's doing the little boogie dance. Uh, we're doing a, a cable challenge, a cable throwdown uh, in our booth, N217, at noon uh, Pacific time where uh, Crestron has been very nice. They gave us a fancy-smancy piece of equipment. And if you're a cable manufacturer, come on. Yeah, we've, we've got a, a number of them uh, on the hook. Uh, uh, Chris, who do we have uh, completely on the hook? Uh, we have Crestron. Um, Crestron, Kramer, Liberty, Liberty, West Penn. And West Penn, okay. So we've got those guys. They're coming for sure. If you're watching this or listening to this, bring it out. You need 100 feet of, of Twisted Pair. Uh, we're going to test, you know, how how well you're passing HD base T. Uh, if you're not, and you simply want to know uh, firsthand the the results of this throwdown, come on out uh, in two seventeen. Like I said, uh, we're also going to be going around to different uh, to different booths. Josh Shrago, uh, holy cow, this is a cool thing. Uh, the, the the last the last seven days, really, uh, he sends me a message says, "Hey, I've got an idea for a for a little get together. Can I do this? Sure." He's doing a program on net neutrality and how it affects the AV industry. Good night. I'm excited about that. And again, I'm not doing this. this is all Josh, and, and he's got some really cool people coming on. Um, if you want to, you can go watch the, the recording of it. N217 is the room number also. Uh, it's confusing. Going right live as well. Yeah, he's going, he's going to stream it live as well. So really cool stuff there. Huh? Some people. Who do we, we have? We were able to book in some people that know what they're talking about. We have uh, Life Size. We have Simon Dudley from uh, Life Size. We got Rob Moss coming over from um, Blue Jeans, uh, and we have uh, Bob Romano from Avaya. Uh, that are all three are confirmed. We're still waiting on a couple, uh, maybe surprise guests to join the panel. If the panel gets too big, we may have to turn this into a two-parter. And, that's and at this point, Leonard Suskin is not allowed in the area. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's Chris's rule, not mine. Order <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, we're going to take the barriers out. To come yeah. and, 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 and participate. Uh, the, the guests have – we have, we, we have a, a set uh, – not a set list, but a set of questions that we want to barrel out there. Um, the people that are coming are very knowledgeable in the area. We're trying to get the take on how net neutrality is going to affect the commercial side of AV um, and pointing to the UC side specifically. Um, the only thing that's been talked about as far as net, nah, net neutrality goes has been how it's going to affect my Netflix, and that's great. Um, so we're going we're gonna to be the first ones to throw the shot on how it's going to affect commercial AV, UC, and the and the businesses that we're in, because there is there is a fear uh, uh, that things are going to change. Yeah. All right, uh, next up on the list for Wednesday, and I I will stress the fact that this is all Wednesday. Okay, uh, the 2014 AV Tweeps Tweet Up, brought to you by an awful lot of really nice people. Uh, it is in our in our press room. Uh, it's the room, not the booth. Room N217. Go up the escalator. It's, up, it's down on the right-hand side. Uh, Draper and Vadio came through really big. Advanced AV, AMX, uh, our friends over at Mid-Atlantic Products also. 
uh, ASK Proxima, Audinate, ABI Systems, Innovad, uh, Innovations and Design, which is which is my company, and uh, AV Help Desk and Sennheiser. 4.30 to 6.30 on Wednesday, free food and what drink? What What is Leonard? Uh, libations. Vi- vi- li- libations, yes. Go ahead, Leonard. You're muted. I'm letting your Sennheiser sponsor in here. Yes. Oh, you're pointing out the Sennheiser. Yes, thank you. Um, <laughs> and we've got some really cool giveaways, including, and if you're watching the video, I'm not making this up because uh, our friend... Uh, our friend Todd Puma from uh, uh, from the Source Home Theater, and also our buddy uh, um, um, Rich Fergosa from Fergosa Design, and also Crestron is making this possible. We're giving away a CEN NSP one from Crestron. It Boom. was it was released three days ago. <laughs> Bang! So uh, with free firmware updates. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You know, firmware. don't throw the wet towel over yeah. it. <laughs> firmware updates, whatever. No, <laughs> that's that's part of the joy of getting it, Leonard, is you get to spend two days doing the firmware updates. Uh, <laughs> it's a it's a really cool network stream player. Uh, actually, Todd was is all over this thing. He's he's very excited about giving it away, obviously, because he's got one and um, it's he, it's his pick of the year. So. Um, the, we're giving that away. We're giving away some Sennheiser momentums. We're giving away some, some gift cards. So yeah, come to the tweet up and oh my goodness, have a, have a good time. Uh, on Thursday, uh, I actually have no idea what we're doing Thursday. Uh, I shouldn't say that we are doing some stuff. Go ahead. Sleeping. No, absolutely not. We don't sleep until, you know, the, the following week. Um, We've got uh, uh, George is doing uh, an infocom today, man on the street. Uh, I'm going to be going to a couple different places like the Avenue Alliance. Um, there are a couple parties that are happening on on uh, on um, on Thursday. Uh, every day, George and I will at least, uh, and probably Matt and Chris will be there for at least one hour during the during the booth time, uh, just to say hey, and actually to give the people that are that are um, uh, taking care of our booth an hour break uh, on Friday. George is doing an Infocom Today live from the Infocom booth. Let me say that part again. An Infocom Today live from the Infocom booth. Very, very cool. Uh, he's going to be talking about APEC and a couple other things. Uh, George, do we know all, everybody that's coming yet, or do we not know that? We don't have all the confirmations yet, but we do have uh, Betsy and some of the people from the uh the Apex side, we're just confirming all their schedules, but it will be probably 10 a.m. ish in their booth. Uh, it'll be live on the Hangouts. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, you know, networks withstanding, yeah. <laughs> uh, and hopefully have a live audience that we'll be promoting. So if you want to come by, keep checking with us and checking with the booth because it'll be there for you to ask questions, especially about Apex, how it affects you, what it does, why it does it, and what it means for the future of Infocom and for ratings of companies. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, last but not least, as far as the the show itself. Um, we're going to be doing this very show, uh, AV Week, live from our, our studio in 217. Uh, from 2 o'clock until 4 o'clock, what we're going to do this year is we're going to split it up into two one-hour shows. Uh, lots of really great guests coming by, um, and, and then some idiot hosting it. So uh, the idiot would be would be me. Um, so we're going to do some some, uh, some extra things this year. We're, doing, we're going to be shooting video as well. Uh, so check it out if you would. If you're there, come on by. Uh, we, the more the merrier. Last week it turned into a party. Uh, with the guys from Beam and and uh, some other folks, so uh, uh, you know, come on by room two seventeen, uh, from two to four in Vegas. Now, if you're not going, if you have the unfortunate shame on you, shame on you, uh, shame. 
Go Take by the website because if you'll look, uh, Matt Scott, who is our webmaster extraordinaire, has put an Infocom 2014 section on there. Uh, we also have AV News, which we'll probably talk about next week or week after next. Uh, but all week long, everything that we do, we're putting right there on, on the front page. So um, check it out. Check it out daily because we will have brand new things um, every every single day. So last but not least, <clears throat> I don't know who to give credit for this to, Chris, so I'm going to give it to you. Uh, there's a song, there, there's, there's a, a, a thing out there right now called a selfie. And I think Neto came up with the idea of, hey, let's, let's do a hashtag, you know, AV selfie and, and promote it during Infocom and, and get folks to take pictures with, with their technology. You know, let's, let's not just, you know, the iPads and the phones, but like, let's get them to go to the booth and do all that stuff. That's really great. Cool, awesome, groovy. So he starts promoting the the AV uh, AV selfie hashtag, and it gets way up there on on the on the DOH guys uh, website, and you know, really great things. And then our buddy, the AV professional, gets a hold of this idea. Phil Cordell has, huh? Phil Cordell has created an AV selfie song. I kid you not. So. Here today is the, huh? It's kind of amazing. It's kind of a big thing. Um, so here today, right here, right now, uh, on this very program, we will play for you uh, the AV selfie song uh, written by uh, our buddy Hi-Fi Phil Cordell. Uh, it will be featured in, in all sorts of things next week. Um, you, if you want to, you can download it uh, on, on, our, on this episode's page. I know Chris is going to put some stuff on his on his site and some other folks. So, uh, as as you're listening, you may uh, you may dance along if you'd like. Um, Tim, yes, sir. There's more before you play that song. Okay. If there is a manufacturer, a booth representative that's currently maybe listening to this, mm -hmm. and we come by and we hear the song playing in your booth, there may be some more surprises to come. Really. Yes. Okay. But All as right. of right now, and we're still a couple days away, unfortunately, I can't reveal the whole thing, but um, if we happen to walk by and we hear what we're about to hear playing from a booth, uh, I'm sure that the people will absolutely love the amount of, uh, of, of stuff or things that we could do to, uh, to promote their booth. Okay. You're a tease. You are a tease. <clears throat> All right, here we go. As uh, in my in my old uh, in my old radio voice from uh, from Phil Cordell's upcoming album. I have no idea what it's called. AV selfie. Let me take a Navy selfie. 
gosh, Becky, look at that flat panel. It's so big. It's just like out there. OLEDs with flat sides, curled ins. And all these speaker displays I want to throw down right here on the show floor. But first, let me take an AV selfie. I've heard people say projectors are dead, but just look at these things. Some of them are so bright, and some of them are so small. There's like always going to be a need for this stuff. HD base T is really picking up ground. I mean, it's not like HDMI, obvi, but don't even get me started on HDMI. I mean, it should have just stayed at home. Those avnation.tv podcast guys are so cool. Like, I learned so much from their shows. Those red band bloggers are awesome, and Hi-Fi makes the best videos. I wonder if they want to take an AV selfie. Selfie, 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 selfie. Let me take an AV selfie. Take an AV selfie. Let me take an AV selfie. Let me take an AV selfie. All right, there it is. From Hi Fi AV Selfie. I feel like I'm on the radio again. That would be, that would be <laughs> What's up? And, and I did that get an hysteric by an AV selfie while listening to the AV selfie song. <laughs> Very nice. So I want, I want bonus points for that. You get bonus points for that. What's up, Chris? I just wanted to point out that that is a parody of the Chainsmokers dance song, Selfie. Yes. Uh, that is um, the, the whole play on the on the song, and it's Phil did, knocked it out of the park. It's yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He, it's perfect, so... Uh, so check that out if you would please. If you, next week when you're when you're at Infocom, uh, or hey, you know what? If you're not one of the some of the uh, selfies that I've been seeing on Twitter uh, are people who are not going, uh, but are still taking selfies just the same with some of their technology and stuff. So uh, as you're traveling to Infocom, when you go by a booth, take an AV selfie and 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 shoot it up on, on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or Google Plus or whatever the your uh, your social network of choice is. Or you know what? Just shoot it to us. Um, shoot it to yes, yeah, shoot it to me. Uh, you know, shoot, uh, shoot me an uh, email, uh, or you know, give it to Matt. You know, he's 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 good that way. He's not paying attention right now, which is why I mentioned it. It's a good it. way. It's a good way to make the show more personal. Yes. Um, not that selfies weren't done in the past, but to have people taking pictures, putting it out there on a hashtag, and we can all see the show selfies all in one spot uh, would be will be great uh, for a lot of people back who are not able to go. Um, they're looking at these things and, and, and watching people at the other side of, of Infocom. We always talk about the education, the technology, mm-hmm. the, the quote-unquote game changers that we're all hoping to see. But it's a big networking event uh, for a lot of people. And I don't think um, it's been covered in the past the way that I think AV Nation is going to cover it this year. So we're looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, gentlemen, um, I've got to go pack. Um, actually, I have to go pack this board right here and this microphone and some other stuff 
Uh, so let's all get together and let's all hang out and, and, and see each other next week. Um, Leonard, it was nice having you. Uh, I've, I've read your stuff for a while and, and I appreciate you coming on. And, uh, you know, the day before you probably leave for, for Infocom. So thank you so much, sir. Oh, my, my pleasure to be here with you. Thank uh, you for having me. Where can people find you or, or, uh, or, or your company or more about you? Okay. Well, my blog is Compressions of a Pixel and Ink Stretch. Um, Cause you're at that blog's. Uh, that's my middle name. There's a behind it. We're not doing that now. Um, and I will AV design when I'm not writing about it for Shen Milton Wilkie. Um, you can find us at smllc.com. And every now and then on our Shen's, uh, one was not my idea. You can see some of my other musings on the industry. So check me out those places. Okay. All right. Very good. Uh, Mr. Matt D. Scott, uh, in addition to joining us uh, with the AV, uh, AV Nation next week, you're also going to be writing for some trade publications and doing some other stuff. So where can people find you and your musings? My musings? Wow. I'm musing. Well, I, I'm using uh, Leonard's term, not my own. I'm not that smart, dude. <laughs> um, you can find me on the Twitterverse under Matt D. Scott and Omega Audio Video. Uh, I will be at the show. You can uh, tweet me. That's probably going to be the fastest way to, to uh, find me there. Uh, also, I'll be writing for SCN System Contractor News um, during the show. So, again, if I'm in your booth annoying you, that would be why. Um, <laughs> yeah, be, be nice to him next week, folks. He's writing for, you know, actual... Yes. Actual paper, yes. you know, publication. And I might sneak in with like my actual, not exhibitor badge, but my uh, my company badge, just to not get some press person who's not going to give me anything fun. So yeah, sneaky, sneaky. Uh, but yeah, hit me up via there, or uh, of course you can always email us uh, at AV Nation, and uh, I I get some of that stuff as well. Yeah, very good. Uh, Mr. Chris Neto, thank you, sir. As always. Thank you. Uh, where can people find you? Because you're also writing for, for some publications next week. Where can people find you? A busy week next week. I will be at your booth over on N217 uh, helping out there. I am there with my company, AV Help Desk, uh, as well. So I have some commitments there. I am writing for Commercial Integrator. And as the wrangler of everything that's Red Band, I have to mention we have everybody out there that is part of Red Band, for the most part, are out there. Uh, Nate Schneider will be out there. Mike Brands will be out there. Josh Rago, as mentioned. Uh, Bill O'Donnell's going with me. Um, Victoria Ferrari will be there. A whole host of us going out there and just uh, basically blanketing the show floor and, and trying to do our part to, to provide the coverage for you guys that uh, I know you guys would like especially since you know we have we have a crazy schedule from yeah. the studios and all that sort of stuff so uh, if you would like to find me that week you can find me uh, on Twitter most likely uh, at Chris underscore Neto I will be curating some hashtag AV selfies while I'm there uh, I'll, be uh, I'll be assessing technology for them <laughs> on the side <laughs> I guess uh, I have to uh, Help out with the cable shootout. So please, manufacturers, I am issuing the open challenge. Bring it. Put it there. Put your money where your cable or product is. Um, we would absolutely love and welcome to have, you know, the little company out there who's going to show up and their cable puts out some impressive stats. We'd love to see that. Yeah. 
Um, and don't forget, I'm bringing 100 foot of, of just, you know, cable I bought from Lowe's, too. <laughs> so just to kind of almost like a baseline, I think, is what we is what we talk, we called it, you know, because here's the thing. There, and all of us know this that have worked on job sites. The electrician's going to say, well, I've got I got cat something. I got cat five or four or something. It'll be fine. Uh, so we just kind of want to show. No, it won't. You can't pass HD signal. You can't pass HD base T down just regular. Yeah, you can't do that. So, but yeah, I'm I'm bringing the the and it's not junk cat five. It's it'll do IP fine. You're just not gonna pass video through it. So, how many of those different cables do you think are OEM in place? That's a good question. That I think you tweeted. That. That's a very good question. Yeah, I, I, it's one thing that we we should probably ask Chris. Can we get uh, anyone from Foxconn to uh, comment, you think? <laughs> we, we might be um, testing um, six different copies of the same with a different name stamped on the jacket. And, and a different color, of course. You know, you can't forget that. Different color. So, uh, Until Tim pulls out the low special and it sets the baseline. Yeah. So. You know, I might have I might have 50 feet of extra cable somewhere um, in case they're not going to be at the trade show. You'd, you'd, be the, you'd be the last person to have it, too. So... <laughs> Sorry. All right. That's enough being mean to Extron. I've been very good for a very long time, folks. So, um, um, all right. Last but not least. You, yes. Huh? Where can we find you? Uh, I'm not actually George is next, but I'm, 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 I'm last. Uh, Mr. Tucker, you're writing, you're writing as well. Um, and where can people find you? I am indeed writing for Commercial Integrator uh, on some possibly squeezing some blogs for uh, Aviation and maybe Red Band if I get a chance. Um, but I was also asked people to keep aware that Friday will be the Apex show at the Infocom booth. Details to follow, exact times to follow on our site. Uh, the man on the street, if you're going to be at the show and you'd like to have some opinions about what you saw, the trends and everything else, contact me at Tucker2s on Twitter and I will be happy to include you. Very good. I'm I'm very excited. There's a, here's the thing, guys. I was talking with with our bud Todd Puma last night, and the things that we do at AV Nation and, and with the, with the Red Band guys, um, this is bigger than just one person. This is bigger than just two or three people, and and that's to me what makes it really cool, is the fact that it's taking <clears throat> this many people to do ex all everything that we're doing. So that I'm very very excited about that. Uh, don't follow me on actually. Yeah, maybe next week you might want to follow me on Twitter. T D Albright T Tim David Albright. Uh, but more importantly for me and everybody here, go by the website, follow those. Uh, we've got a number of, of Twitter handles. We actually started a, an AV News one uh, because we're going to start uh, putting out some some news stuff. A uh, mixture of um, uh, taking a look at, at uh, press releases and, and, and dissecting them and finding out why they matter. And then also actual news, you know, hey. Harmon bought AMX, yeah, stuff like that. So, uh, but so we got a new uh, Twitter handle with that. Uh, Aviation News, uh, Aviation uh, TV is is the uh, is the main one. Uh, the AV Week podcast one as well. But if you want to follow me next week, T D Tim David Albright, A L B R I G H T. But yeah, go by the website aviation.tv, aviation.tv. You will find this very program and a host of others. Matt Scott. Host the AV app show is relatively on a weekly basis. It depends on his schedule and, and, and Phil's schedule. Uh, George Tucker does the live life, which is live. What's that, Matt? We're getting there. I know you are. You've got a lot. You've done a lot. You've done a lot. And now they have uh, now they have the iTunes uh, uh, version of it as well. So you can subscribe to the AV apps show. So, yeah, they're doing a lot of work. Uh, there's an audio version as well as a video version. I'm not sure why there's an audio version of an app show, but whatever, you know. We got asked, <laughs> and we do what the people I want. Know, I know. 
li- you listen to the people. Listen to the people, yeah. People. Um, Unless we really don't like it, then we're not going to do it. So okay. There. Um, <laughs> <laughs> George does live staging and events. We've got one about education, one about control uh, programming, uh, all sorts of uh, the social. Pico projection. The social uh, Pico projection. Uh, the lighting guy, a new one. Um, so yeah, we've got we've got a number. So check it out if you would please. Avnation.tv, Avnation.tv. Thanks so much for our buddies over at Middle Atlantic Products for for helping us out and and by sponsoring us. Uh, Middle Atlantic Products, what great systems are built on. Thanks so much for watching. Thanks so much for listening. This has been AV Week. Oh, 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 o